0: This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of Outfront on the Chicago Podcast Network. I am Nick Sarantos, editor-in-chief and host here of the Chicago Podcast Network, joined over the interwebs in Skype by my good buddy, AJ Signeri. AJ, say hi to the people. Hey, thank you. AJ is coming to us through a phone over the interwebs through Skype, so it's a whole complicated thing, folks. So I hope you guys... Uh, Enjoy our show today. We've decided to look at it this way. For those of you who are regular listeners, uh, you may have noticed we've been gone for a little bit. We took uh, basically took a week off to kind of, I guess the phrase would be decompress or, or work on ourselves, look at ourselves in the mirror and figure out what the show is going to be going forward. And while we haven't really reached that decision yet, we figured it was time to check in. We haven't talked since the day of sadness and, and letdown that came up, well, Tuesday November the 8th. So, we're going to start today with something pretty simple. Um, we're to I've decided to describe it as, folks, we're going to eat our vegetables, and then when we're done eating our vegetables, uh, we'll have a little bit of dessert together. So, starting off, uh, AJ, it appears that the alt-right, which is a term that I did not know of until halfway through this election, will be running this White House. And I am just curious, socialist friend of mine, defender of the... Uh, huddled masses yearning to be free how your reaction has been to the steve bannon and other assorted posts that have supposedly been floated out there by the upcoming trump administration
1: well it's kind of funny because you know when (laughs) when trump was candidate trump you know he said yeah you know i'm i have nothing to do with david duke and he says these things like nothing's really happening. But when you have like Steve Bannon come on your campaign, Roger Ailes come on your campaign, now Steve Bannon has a position in the White House. There's these other um, strong conservative and Christian conservatives that are now taking um, cabinet posts and everything. So it's not like it's unexpected, but at the same token, I mean, it's kind of a a prelude to um, this mishegosh that we're going to be facing where Trump is going to be saying one thing and he's going to do a completely different thing and make some excuses like, well, you know, I have great thoughts. So let's just run with that. I have the best thoughts. The best thoughts.
0: I'm smart. Yeah. I have the, the, schools. I have the best thinking. <laughs> um, you don't. Speaking of the best thinking, this just broke about 30 minutes ago, and I just got the update here. Uh, did you happen to hear who he picked for his secretary of education?
1: No, I didn't catch that one.
0: Betsy DeVos, who is a champion of charter schools. So the private t- privatization of every government agency is, is going to be underway.
1: Could be worse, I
0: guess. Could be worse. I mean, yeah, you could have had Ben Carson, um, or I don't know, Rudy Giuliani as Secretary of Education, and we'll we'll get into the Giuliani thing in later shows and all of that stuff. But it's just every. It feels like Donald Trump is going out of his not him personally, but the people running this transition are just going out of their way to pick the the people that just infuriate the left to the point where they're just not even willing to have these conversations. You've got Elizabeth Warren writing letters, trying to get people appointed. You got Bernie Sanders hitting the trail hard, promoting his book and trying to get some information out there. Meanwhile, throughout all of this, Hillary Clinton went book shopping yesterday and it was all over Twitter. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't, I don't understand how you can appoint a Steve Bannon to the white house. Um, To me, that's the first of all, I have a serious problem, man, with you pulling people out of news media organizations to come work for your uh, administration. It just feels weird taking away what they stand for. It's just it it makes no sense. I There was the rumor for a day that Alex Jones was being considered for press secretary, which I, I I just started losing my damn mind. And then you started to have fun with me with that, which was not a funny joke, by the way. I will say that again. You son of a bitch. It was pretty um, funny. It was not funny. The idea of Alex Jones as press secretary is not funny. There's nothing funny about that. Because it's it's that moment where you're like, yeah, like, okay, it's a joke. But this is not, I mean, everything that's going on, it ain't that much of a joke. And uh, we've gotten, you know, the numbers. Actually, I would have felt, felt really bad if, that, uh,
1: if my humor was actually true.
0: Oh, my God. Well, it's funny as you sent me that message, and I went online, and then there were like a bunch of places reporting it, and I was ready to lose my my damn mind. Like, there's not a lot of things that'll make me like advocate for the violent overthrow of a government, but that would be up there. Because Jesus Christ, uh, I do want to talk to you, AJ, though, because we we haven't really, really had a chance to, We haven't done this show since all of this started. Uh, as a man who embraces protests and people's right to go out on the street. Uh, I want to talk about this negative, shitty attitude that the conservatives and people that you know seem to have for people who are out on the street protesting. And it it really offends me, mainly because these are people who are acting out of, I mean, they're terrified that their rights are going to be taken away. And then, then there are people who just dismiss it as get over it. And it's easy to say that when you're white and straight. It's not such an easy thing to do if you're an African-American man or a, and I I have been using this example, imagine you're a African-American transsexual, like right now, how how else can you feel except terrified? The, The people who have been elected into power are the people who not only think that you have a mental disorder, but they think that you don't have a right to exist. And what other reaction is there except to go out on the street and march and say, look at me, I am a person, goddammit, and I want to be respected. And then you've got this thing that goes on with the Hamilton play and Mike Pence. First of all, what the fuck is Mike Pence going to Broadway for? Like, honestly, why, why would he go see Hamilton? Is there anything in that play that he's going to support? Or does he walk out of that going, well, I was right, that thing sucked? Like it felt like a nerd going to see a comic book movie that they know is going to suck, and then being really mad that the movie sucked. Like
1: unless someone told him that, hey, just go to Hamilton, make face, and you know, just show that you're not horrible. <laughs> but that's the only thing I can think of, you know. But yeah, it's, it's one. So like one of those things is. You know, you don't send your staunch pro life person to Planned parenthood talk.
0: Right. Well you <laughs> also you don't you don't send you don't send the man who has made his state's policies about not allowing gays to be treated equally to Broadway. I mean that's it it's it, it's it to me is like saying, Oh, I hate gays at everything, but I got an apartment at Halstead and Belmont. Like you're 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 going into the belly of the beast, and then are shocked that the beast attacks you. Like what, what did what exactly? The, the truth be told, if I was the cast of Hamilton, being me the man that I am, if I was up on stage at Hamilton, I would have asked them to escort him out of the building, and. The, because he stands in opposition of everything that I choose to stand for. And most of the cast chooses to stand for. Right. And and why, why else? And then you've got the, the president-elect goes on Twitter and demands an apology from a Broadway production, but doesn't go on Twitter to badmouth the people who are out there doing Nazi salutes in Washington, D.C. And that story, while I think is getting overblown in some aspects, is just like that's the story you choose to respond to, not the other one. Go ahead.
1: So, everyone by now has seen the big alt-right convention that was, I believe it was in D.C. And when that was going on, you started seeing people doing the Nazi salute or what looked like the Nazi salute, uh, the big, you know, Heil Trump and all of this rhetoric and everything. And we start seeing this and we started even, we saw this even more so during the campaign. Trump's campaign, but not a lot of people, um, particularly white, particularly straight male, are not saying anything. They're not speaking out about it and everything. And it's like, well, these are just people frustrated. Well, it's one thing to be frustrated, and it's another to conduct a behavior that you know resonates. The very kind of rhetoric that we saw in the 30s and 40s in Germany. So why is that bad? But here on our home front is okay.
0: Well, not only that, but and, and I've said this before and I will say this until I am dead in my grave. I am 34 years old. I grew up in the 1980s and 90s, and there are a lot of franchises that are beloved from my childhood that have been remade and redone and talked about. But I would argue that to this day, there is no three movies more beloved by people as just being, God damn it, that's entertaining, than the Indiana Jones movies. And how anybody under the age of 50 can do anything Nazi-related in the United States of America baffles, bo- just boggles my mind, because Indiana Jones would fight you. I know that that seems like a child's reaction to it, but that's really one of those things that pops through my head. And I would, I would also say this. Um, if you are out and you see somebody doing the Nazi salute, you should immediately vilify that person that is universally the most evil thing that you can do is to support nazism i think that between video games and movies and culture in general i think we've all collectively even the sea of red in the middle of the country have all kind of come to the conclusion that the swastika and nazism is evil I, i i believe that call of duty settled that for us in five video games so to stand out in the capital of the United States of America and do a goddamned Nazi salute and say, Heil, yet the liberals who are protesting are the traitors. Someone explain to me where the disconnect is. What the fuck is going on? And that's really what I think the 10 days that we've had off has been about with you and me. What the fuck is going on? Because there were certain accepted truths 10 days ago that I just no longer accepted. And one of them was that racists are a marginalized group of people who we insult on a regular basis. I had a guy today, I swear to God, AJ, on Facebook, make one of those... I got to tell you, my least favorite veiled racism thing, and I, and I don't say least favorite, what I mean by it is so thinly veiled that I don't know why it's used. Zionist agenda is one of those terms that just pisses me off. And the main reason is, is one of my best friends is a guy named Mike. And I love Mike. He, he and I, uh, he's the one I talked about, ladies and gentlemen, during the whole Cubs thing, about a friend of mine who was torturing me. This is Mike. And I love him. He is like a brother to me. This is one of my best friends Ever. And I will simply tell you that when you say Zionist agenda, what I am hearing is you don't like my friend Mike because he's Jewish. And I don't necessarily always like my friend Mike, but his Judaism has nothing to do with it. If you got to know him, there are a lot of better reasons to hate this guy. But I swear to God, I hear Zionist agenda and all I hear is racist. That's what I hear. I hear somebody out there who is who is promoting a racist agenda by by throwing it under Zionist which if you don't know what that means ladies and gentlemen it means Jewish. If you hear people saying Zionist agenda what they mean is that that's that shit that you've heard from idiots your whole life about how Jews run the world which is such a bullshit thing that I just I don't even know where to start. But I hear Zionist. So I called the guy out. I go, when I hear Zionist, I hear racist. And I swear to God, AJ, the guy's response is, when I hear racist, what I hear is a racist with a closed mind.
1: I get it. Um, and, I, and I understand both sides of the argument. Um, and I have to admit, I mean, I'm, I, I would be in the camp, um, depending on the situation, about like Zionists' argument and everything and and that's a very, very slippery slope um conversation only because of how the situation of both Israel and Palestine
0: no, 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 I get out. that, but what I'm saying is when they say no, Zionist like, I, I, agenda I, 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 I that's what not what they're talking about man. they're talking really about didn't... evil Jews running Hollywood,
1: right yeah, I mean and there's fuck there's them there's for even thinking it that. Right. There's a difference between that and, you know, what certain people in Israeli government is doing. So those are two separate things, and I get it. And, yeah, things like that, Zionism, or calling someone Zionist, is a very blanket term when people use it and everything. I just saw David Clark uh, on MSNBC, of all media outlets, talking about, you know, these... uh, racists and these people on the margins who are police haters and everything. And he he, even though he didn't explicitly say Black Lives Matter activists or other groups maybe associated with that, he didn't have to say it because I knew he was saying, because I've heard him say it in previous interviews and everything. And for him to justify that these are just outlying situations, there are really good people, Um, there are people in our society who mean well. Okay, sure, there are good people, there are are well, good intentioned people out there. However, (laughs) um, that doesn't really help the matter that you're still supporting people who are racist as well as xenophobic, and transphobic, and homophobic, and et cetera. In my I've said this before on other shows and anywhere else, not too far where I'm sitting right now, um, there was a guy who bought a home, and if you go to his front door, you saw, they weren't huge, but there were adequate size red crosses on either side of the doorway, on this White House. Behind the house was a corn silo, and he bought the corn silo. And that silo started becoming more of a watchtower. And you saw people in this watchtower, and and I was very intrigued on why this corn silo is now becoming a watchtower. I thought the police were doing something. After further investigation, uh, they bought it because these people wanted to find black people everyone the law enforcement knew that this was a white supremacist who bought a home and they are using this corn silo for their very specific scope of purpose
0: so they're they're up there hoping to just Like randomly see,
1: they're just just taking tallies. I mean, they're not. I mean, it was a it wasn't a sniping tower or anything, but I'm sure they were up there had binoculars and started seeing black people, and taking a tally. But the point is, local law enforcement knew this. The sheriff's department knew about this. State department knew this. I remember talking to a lieutenant of the municipal police and saying you know this person you know what's going on I'm sure you have surveillance I'm sure you have done everything you can to figure out what is going on how come you just can't go in there just, well we need a reason to we can't just go in there it's like so you're okay just going to a home if someone just has half a gram of marijuana but it's not okay just to bust someone down that are their intentions is very racist
0: yeah I actually, uh, but here's the thing. And, and knowing you, as I do put in that situation, realistically, I know that you support the idea that they can't, that the government can't just go in there without a warrant. I mean, I I, look, whether or not you and I like it is, is indifferent, but that's the system that we have. Um, And while the system needs to be changed, I mean, look, I, I, I have, I have said this a thousand times. If you are a racist, as horrible as this sentence is going to be, that's fine. You can be a racist. What you can't do is hurt people because of it, and and that's my that's my whole thing. But yeah, I mean that's a fucked up story. But the truth is, AJ, that's happening everywhere right now. I mean, it's happening everywhere. It's happening with you. You see the stories of the the, the black church gets swastikas painted on it. And, and honestly, I don't even know when I when I see these stories. Half the time, I'm like, I don't even know if this is true. Is this really them? Is this leftist? trying to 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 promote their own thing by making things seem worse i don't know and i honestly at this point i don't care what i care about is the fact that the president-elect is allowing this situation to continue and not taking the necessary steps to stop it because that's what needs to happen right now is he needs to be out there every day telling people that he does not support any of these things, but he won't do that because his ego gets in the way, and the fact that these people say that they like him means that he thinks that they're good people. It's nuts. Uh, Before we get to the fun part of the show, I do want to, the last topic I want to get into of serious nature, uh, AJ, has to do with what's called the Muslim registration list, and and I'm sure you've talked about this with a few people, too. Uh Uh-huh. But before before we get into the particulars of that, I want to tell you, my friend, and everyone out there a story. And this is the story of a young me who is at the age of, I want to say, 11. And I come home from school, and I'm really excited. And the reason that I'm really excited is that today, and it could have been any day of the week when I was a kid, but let's just say it was was a Friday. Today's a new episode of the X-Men cartoon. So I went home and I watched the X-Men. It's the ringtone on my phone. You've probably heard it occasionally, folks, when I've forgotten to silence my phone during a show. And as I'm watching the show, a storyline pops up. And it is called the Friends of Humanity, FOH. And they are a Nazi organization in the X Men comic universe. They are run by an evil, racist organization. There's an evil, racist organization that is hell bent on the destruction of all mutants. And part of their thing is that they have political lobbying. And this is a kid's cartoon, folks. And I swear to God, this is all in there. And they have lobbied Senator Robert Kelly from California to introduce legislation known as the Mutant Registration Act, the MRA. This is an old story from Marvel Comics that was adapted to the cartoon. And the entire episode is literally about how the mutants need to fight back and stop this because once they are registered, they can be taken. And a database makes them feel unsafe. And I since I was that age, have just heard when I hear registration, even registration for school always made me uncomfortable because of that episode of the X-Men. And here I am, a 34-year-old man with a political podcast, and I am sitting here now talking about a Muslim registration order. And I am terrified. By that, And the the only thing I find more terrifying than that is that at some point in my drunked out 20s, there was already a Muslim Registration Act that had been proven horribly ineffective. So this is the world that we now live in, where we are not only going to bring back a racist idea, but it's a racist idea that we already had and got rid of because we decided that it didn't work. But it makes people feel good, so we're gonna do it anyway. This this whole situation is, is so fucked that I honestly don't even know like honestly AJ, like when we come into doing a show today, it's been ten days. I don't I don't know where we're supposed to start. I don't know what the finishing point is in our conversation, except to say that I don't know what the hell is going on, on this in this country anymore and, and, and then we're all gonna die that that's literally what my brain process is. So, like, well this, then this, then this, then this, then th- you know what? Fuck it. We're all going to die. That's literally the only thing my brain can come up with at this point. It, give me hope, my friend. Give me something.
1: Uh well I mean the help me for AJ, Mary,
0: you're my only hope.
1: Well, you know You're the second person today who's told me that because someone sent me a message before this recording that, um, what'd they say? Uh, I got to bring it up here because I thought it was, I kind of laughed when I first read it. Um, AJ, I need you to save the left because they are fucking up. Um, uh, here's the thing. Um, No pressure or anything, AJ. I I used to have angles and I don't have angles and I don't have angles. Um, only because you know, we're in an, an evolutionary process, and in, in order to have end goals means there's absolutes, and I don't feel there are absolutes
0: to that. Yeah, that's um, a good way of putting it.
1: Um, registrations are absolutes, and that absolute simply defines that um, you know by registering a certain demographic, in this case Muslims, that means that we are supporting the idea <clears throat> that we need to make sure that these people are registered and we have tr- we are tracking them so that way we can filter out who's part of ISIS or Al-Qaeda or whoever the next extreme Islamic group is going to be, um, which is asinine to begin with. <clears throat> um, we've seen this before. It was called the Holocaust, and there are still survivors today who are registered with permanent registration on their forearms um, to this day and everything. Um, So we've seen this before, and it doesn't work. And I've been to those concentration camps in Germany. And let me tell you, uh, until you've actually been to a concentration camp and just taking a moment and absorbing the emotional energy that is there um, until you have actually experienced that, then you have no idea what this registration is going to be in the 21st century. Because I think it's going to be worse, you know. Um, I think it's not only going to be like either concentration camps or internment camps, however we're going to call that, but when you actually start registering people, and we already have a registration right now. It's called the census, by the way. Um, a census is actual an actual registration. Um, so we kind of know where people are going and where they're living and stuff like that. So that's already on record. But to further that record and saying that um, Farheen Keem lives in Minneapolis, um, they are working here. They are associated with these groups. Now we're going to track Farheen. And if something goes worse, then we know where to find Farheen. And then we're going to put Farheen into said facility, possibly. Or go to their house. Or go to their work. Or whatever. Um, it's just a very horrendous and this action and policy uh, that we can do to human And you just mentioned about, you know, in the Marvel world of, of registrations. And, and if people are familiar with both DC and Marvel, then you have see sort of um, in various portions. Uh, and in The Watchmen, The Watchmen talked about, you know, registration. We started seeing that in, you know, um, the American of the War. Um, they talked about registration, actually, it was the pre-registration to what the X-Men had to deal with. Um, DC, I believe in Batman, and or within the Justice League, they talk about the Registration Act within their universe and everything. So even from a pop culture standpoint you know, they talk about it because they too are being um, put under the microscope and how to deal with mutants and how to deal with them, um, who's watching the Watchmen, as it were. Um, So when we look at something like that and how to apply it into reality, that we're putting people under the microscope. First it was the Jews, as well as Unitarians, and Communists, and homosexuals in the 30s and 40s, so it was just Jewish people. Today, we're dealing with Muslims. But how far will that go? Is it just Muslims Is it also Palestinian? Is it also going to be, um, you know, people
0: related
1: to someone? We don't know. We don't know how far it's going to go. It's really, really point to say that something like this just needs to stop. I mean it's it's more than just calling your congressperson state legislator to get them not to pass this or anything. Um you just I'm sorry, you just need to like if facilities are being built, then pull the plug on bulldozer. Uh put yourself in front of the fence, put, do something because if this is going to happen, um, then we just need to fucking just break it down. Quite honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> who watches the Watchmen? Funny. You should mention that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the 29 minute mark of our show. And well, it's time for dessert because after 10 days of sitting here thinking about it, after, two weeks of election nonsense after 18 months of an election that felt like it was never going to end and as john oliver put it god damn it i wish it was still going on because it turned out the ending was more terrifying than the actual process fucking 2016 how do we get through the next four years well first of all you need to realize that it's not four years it's two years really it's 18 months until the congressional elections begin for the midterms and aj and i will have a lot of discussion going forward with you Uh, on that but we also want to get back to what this show was before donald trump's albatross of a presence took over pop culture and the political scene and everything else and go back to what we originally were doing which was talking about fun stuff and kind of relating it in a different way but instead of doing here's what's happening and all this other stuff i just thought it'd be fun on this black wednesday day before thanksgiving 2016 to give you something to look forward to in the future that has nothing to do with politics and it's this it is 2016 starting next year in 2017 there are at least four superhero movies a year and if you are like me it is quite possibly the only thing you have to look forward to going forward so in that vein, I figured I'd throw out a few movie titles that are coming up in the next four years, and AJ and I will talk about why we're excited for them, and also how they can get you through certain political turmoil. And I'll start, my good friend, with the movie that I am most looking forward to, and I'm also very sad about. What up? Harry Potter. It is not Harry Potter, it is not Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is actually the name of the movie, you son of a bitch. Uh, It is on March 3rd, 2017, which on March 3rd, it will have been seven, six, seven weeks that Donald Trump will have officially been president. And to give you an idea of what that's going to lead to, on March 3rd, 20th Century Fox presents Logan, the final Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie, which happens to take place in a dystopian future where supervillains rule the U.S., I'm just saying. Did you know that? Yes. I love that. First superhero movie of the presidential of Trump, President Trump is a supervillain run world, and I'm looking forward to that movie because I just love me some Hugh Jackman Wolverine. On May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which I imagine will make all the money. All the money. I, I don't see it not making a billion dollars. What do you think? You
1: don't think a billion dollars?
0: No, I think it's going to clear a $1 billion. Uh, 150 million. 150 million or 150 million? 150 million dollars okay. at the box office? AJ, Deadpool made 750 million dollars. Because that's Deadpool. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 made 475 million dollars. Because I was to the galaxies. This is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, I thought you said Logan. I'm sorry. No, you must have, it must have broken up. No, I'm saying now I moved on to, on May 5th is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
1: Oh, yeah, I can see that. Which is
0: going to make all, which is what I'm saying. It's going to make all the money.
1: Yeah, I can see that. All
0: right, June 2nd, Wonder Woman. I feel like in a Trump sexist presidency, also important. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think
1: more people are going to see Wonder Woman um, because of, you know, post- Trump campaign and now yeah in the Trump presidency and and for those who haven't really followed Wonder Woman, um, read the context, then see the movie because I mean if you want a good you know feminist pop culture flick, it's going to be Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, but do not read the line that they're doing for the record though, ladies and gentlemen, if you're into the feminist aspect of Wonder Woman, don't read early Wonder Woman. Uh, It was written by a man who was really into BDSM, and there's a reason why Wonder Woman's only weakness is to be put in iron chains by a man, and I'm not going to say a lot more than that. Anyway, July 7th, Spider-Man Homecoming, or as I'm calling it, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Mega Awesome Team-Up, because Robert Downey Jr. will be in Spider-Man on July 7th. Uh, September 4th, The Inhumans, November 3rd, Thor Ragnarok. And on November 17th, the movie Justice League, which I'm assuming will still get pushed back to the summer coming up after that because of problems with what they'll end up finishing (laughs) filming. That's the Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, um, Call Drogo Justice League movie that had a really great trailer, but will probably still be a depressing piece of shit. Uh, That gets us through 2017. So think about that, folks. By the time the Justice League movie comes out next year, you'll have gotten through year one of a Trump administration. This is why we're doing this. Going into 2018, year two of Donald Trump's administration, also the year of the midterm elections, and we will be focusing on that a lot. On February 16th, again, just got to love the civil rights aspect of this, uh, AJ. First movie of 2016 or 2018, Black Panther. No, nothing. Yeah, I thought Black Panther was going to be seventeen. It got pushed back. See,
1: I got to wait till twenty
0: eighteen now. Yeah, you got to wait till February twenty eighteen. Again, don't look this to. You're not thinking about this the right way. Be glad that it's not until twenty eighteen. This is the stuff that we need because we need we need stuff to get through the next four years. That's I understand, but I'm waiting for my Illuminati movie. Okay, well, that's... Oh, you're talking Marvel Illuminati? For those of you who don't know, yeah. uh, Marvel's Illuminati is Carl, Professor Xavier, Namor, uh, Iron Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and um, and Bruce Banner. And Mr. Fantastic. What's up?
1: And Captain America.
0: Yeah, and Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. The, all the smart, smart ones and the leader. Uh, if you read the comics, folks, Captain America is always the leader of every group he's in because, God damn it, he's Captain America. Uh, on March 2nd, untitled Fox Marvel film. That'll just be some random X-Men movie that no one will see. March 16th is the Flash movie. A lot of people are expecting that to actually get pushed back to 2019 because they just lost their third director. May 4th, 2018, Avengers 3 Part 1, Infinity War. So that gets us to 2018. We've got, then after that in that year, July 6th is Ant-Man and the Wasp. July 27th, 2018 is Aquaman. And going forward after that, I mean, Aquaman will be fun because it's Carl Drogo. And then on December 21st, 2018 is Spider-Man animated movie. Nobody knows what that's going to be yet. 2019 captain marvel another important movie because it is a female-led superhero film uh shazam starring dwayne the rock johnson may 3rd 2019 a untitled uh avengers part 3 part 2 god damn this stuff is getting confusing that'll get us in 2019 justice league part 2 on june 14th 2019 and then finally By 2020, the year of the next election, we'll have April 3rd is Cyborg, May 1st, another Marvel movie, July 10th, another Marvel movie, and July 24th, uh, a Green Lantern Corps movie, and then November 6th, a lot of people are assuming, Doctor Strange 2. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is a plan for your life that doesn't involve Donald Trump. If you just focus on this, if that's all you wanted to do, you can survive the next four years by focusing solely on the just ass load of superhero movies that we have coming down the pipe for the record folks this doesn't include star wars star trek and a bunch of other sci-fi franchises that are currently getting under production and at some point throughout all of this process james cameron is going to release the much not wanted uh avatar 2 3 4 and 5 uh, did you know that there was going to be an avenger or an avatar 2 3 4 and 5 Yeah, I did hear about that, and Jesus Christ, I'm glad it's going to happen. (laughs) Ha! You're full of crap. Nobody liked Avatar. I did. You liked the 3D, you didn't like the story. It's Dances with Smurfs. Have Have you heard that joke, by the way, from South Park? They called it Dancing with Smurfs.
1: It is. It it, it is pretty funny, and it's kind of on par, but uh, I liked it. It's a. Environmental justice, animal liberation. It's everything I need in a movie.
0: There are not many times I side with the United States military, but I sided with the United States military in that movie. I wanted them to kill all those blue hippies, bunch of socialists lying around on the ground praying to a blue tree. It was every nightmare I've ever had about being a a liberal realized. And the fact that it was blue did not help. You're
1: right. It enhanced
0: it. Oh, I hate you.
1: I hate you and your...
0: Why don't you go live with them? Why don't you go ahead and and have... I
1: would. I would go live
0: with them. I would be that guy with the scar and the giant mech, and I'm going to run over your entire civilization. Manifest destiny, motherfucker.
1: You wouldn't, because I'd be pulling your brake lines from your bulldozer.
0: Screw you. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in. I'm going to chop down that huge effing tree. The hell with that tree. It's a spirit tree. It's a tree. And then they have that weird sexual thing with the other. There's bestiality in that movie. Because when those two things touch, it's very sexual. That's one way of looking at it. It's not one way of looking at it. That's the way that it is. God damn it. This is America, and I do not want to watch blue people having sex with animals. Sons of bitches. Hey. Hey. Just don't come to that universe. That's plain and simple. Yeah, I'd rather stay in the Marvel universe where everything makes sense and you can just punch your way to to, to through political discourse. Well, we, that's fine too. Hey, look, Captain America is a, is a wonderful politician. How, how does he get what he wants? He punches people until he gets what he wants. It's a wonderful solution. Exactly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've been having, in case you've been listening to the show, we've been having some technical issues and everything like that. So we're going to go into the final portion of our show here, which is basically consists of me asking AJ this question. AJ, before we get out of here for Thanksgiving, anything you want to talk about as it relates to turkey and or Thanksgiving related activities, or any advice to any family members who may be having to have unpleasant conversations about the fact that they voted for or against the candidate of their choice. Um, I try to remind people that
1: you know of all the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, are usually the contentious holidays that people come together and for whatever reason like to talk politics. I've always written a subscription that you do not bring up politics, but if someone brings up politics to you and wants your actual response to it then you should do that. Now, if they continue engaging with you and want to tell or proselytize uh, their ideology, then you have full permission to go and elacerate every single thing that they're trying to say or do to you and everything. But having that, this is a time that we're gathered with family and friends and everything. This is a time that we ought to be thankful that we are still together in our various communities or tribe. <laughs> and having said that, um, we should just be thankful that...
0: I thought you were going to say, yeah, having said that, if your grandma voted for Trump, tell her she's a racist and leave.
1: <laughs> that's what I thought
0: I'm you really were saying.
1: That's essentially what... I mean, that's that's the takeaway. <laughs> so... Uh, if, um, So, yeah. I mean, you know, just... You know, we... However long you spend with family, um, spend as much time as with them, but you have every right to walk away from any contentious um, discourse or lack thereof that you may be encountering. Um, that's what I've done over the years. You know, I personally don't try to bring things up. Um, it's just They just come to me, and yet when I start talking, it's like, oh, okay, you're done lecturing now um this just, just don't ask me <laughs> cuz i will tell you um so yeah i mean that's just what my advice is to everybody um don't stress yourself out but you know do stand up for what you do believe in and if you do have that um racist sexist elder um remember it's one thing to respect somebody and it's another to tell them what is correct um respecting elders can go so far you know
0: um i'm just gonna end it with that that's a very nice very mature wonderful sentiment you don't of course mind if i shit all over it right now right if you want to it was very nice it was very polite and it was absolutely what i would have said up until november 8th 2016 i don't agree with that anymore This is what my advice is for all of you going home for Thanksgiving. If you sit down with a relative and they disagree with you politically and somebody else at the table tells you to stop talking about it, look at them dead in the eye and say, no, this is why we lost. Because shit like this, where we get afraid to defend the positions that we have, the right wing and the right side has no problem screaming until the cows come home how right they are. Well, you know what? fuck it. Throw it right back in their face. Do what I do before family gatherings. And this is not a joke, by the way, AJ. I actually do this. Spend two hours online researching every topic you know is going to, you know your family, you know what's going to come up. Know everything that you need to know to destroy everybody's argument so that by the time you leave, you are either right or you are hated, and I am okay with that. This year at Thanksgiving, my name is Nick Sarantos, and I am a heel. I am the Brock Lesnar of political debate at Thanksgiving this year. I dare some motherfucker to try to come. Now, gratefully, I'm lucky. Most of my family, if not all of my family, voted for either Hillary or at least on the Democratic side of the ticket in all of the elections. I, I will straight up tell you that. However, if I run into people who want to fight with me on that, I don't care if it's friends, family, or neighbor, I will fight you verbally until you either surrender or leave. I am done being nice to people about this shit. And I know that that sounds crazy and I do not care. And if you want to go with AJ's thing of being nice and loving, I totally understand it. That's what we do. That's what we've always done. I just don't think that that works anymore. So if somebody presents you with wrong information, actually, AJ had that point too. And I think we both are in agreement in this. If somebody at your family gathering presents information to you that you know is 100% wrong, there is nothing wrong with busting out your cell phone, spending 30 seconds, and finding the information that proves them wrong. Because you probably aren't going to win the argument with that person. But maybe there's somebody else at the table who is 50-50 on the debate, and by you being able to have evidence to back up your point, you will win that person over to your side. And that shit is important now. And I would literally say that. Don't be mean, don't go out of your way to hurt people, but do not back down on a point when you know that you are right. And if you think that you might be wrong, be open to the idea that you are wrong. But always know that if you are 100% correct and you have evidence to back it up, then goddamn it, stand up and make your point. And I, I, I know that to a lot of people that sounds really crazy, but I don't care. That's where I'm at right now on this planet. If 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 you know that you are right, then stand up and fight for it. Um, there's just too much allowance for people to be I don't even know. To, for people to give up and just say, Well, we we can't do this the right way and we can't, you know, we can't have political conversation comm- Don't talk about politics at dinner, which is horseshit. Because at the end of the day it's all about You doing what you can live with, and I can no longer live with letting people believe this stuff is wrong. And honestly, it comes down to this, and I just looked this up to make sure I got it right. This is a line from a Captain America comic. It's funny that he comes up again, and I think this is a good way to end the show. And AJ, you'll like this. I think you've heard this before. It doesn't matter what the press says. It doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say. It doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something, is, that something is wrong is right. This nation is founded on one principle above all else, the requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter what the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. I love that fucking line. It's from Ed Brubaker. Where are you at? Can I, can I say one thing? Sure. You have a flaw in your blockbuster metaphor. What's that?
1: Because I am like Goldberg. Because oh, okay. I'm confident in what I am doing. And I will jackhammer anyone who comes in my way. Because anyone's next.
0: Before you go, then before we end this, yeah, we'll do this real quick. Just quick minute thing. Did you watch it?
1: <laughs> it's it's gonna minute because it took a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you did you watch it? I did. That was awesome. For those of you who don't know, I
1: thought it was gonna be longer than that. I thought it was gonna. I mean, I I, I didn't think it was gonna be like
0: twenty minutes, everywhere. But you, well, you didn't think it was I, gonna be Shawn Michaels and Brett like going an hour, but. That was awesome. I was so happy. I was like, he hit him with the one spear, and I looked at my roommate, and I'm like, if he hits him with another, if he hits him with the jackhammer and ends this, I will be ecstatic. And sure enough, he hits him with one more spear, jackhammers him, match over, minute and 28 seconds. That was awesome.
1: Right? So I thought with a jackhammer, it's like, okay, people want to see the jackhammer, especially on Brock. Um, but to win on that, it's like, oh, I would have gone another four minutes and then him with another jackhammer and end it. (laughs) Just so uh, people... I actually actually thought... And you saw Raw after that? Yeah. So for him to come out and be like a title run, I was like, okay, I thought this was going to be the promo for the game that's now out and everything because Brock Goldberg's on it and they want to see the Brock Goldberg thing. But to do a whole title run it's like okay can we stop bringing back former wrestlers for either title
0: runs or for what they're known for well it's not going to be a title run so get that out of your head he's not going to be champ here's what's going to happen
1: you don't think so
0: no goldberg's going to go to the royal rumble he'll be one of the last four and then brock lesnar's going to screw him out of the rumble and then you'll set up brock goldberg three at wrestlemania this year that's the setup that's the setup? thats I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. Unless they're really going to put the title on a 47 year old man.
1: Which is not far fetched because they've done that before.
0: They have, but I think that they learned their lesson with the Sting Seth Rollins thing.
1: Well, you just don't do it on Sting. That's the thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't you don't give Sting the title.
0: Well, AJ, we're back. We did our thing. Say goodbye to the people. Hi, people. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Out Front with AJ and Nick. Uh, thank you so much for downloading us. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. All of, the, all of those wonderful ways for you to get in contact with us. Let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. And uh, I got to tell you, at this point, we will definitely respond if you message us. Uh, thank you so much. We out. <laughs>
1: 106 miles to Chicago.
0: We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.